listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit, State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on your social media accounts at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and of course, at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, I feel like I am on a roller coaster. Call it Incredible Hulk status. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, because this season has mostly been down, 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 I don't know. You would go with that. Anyways, the the season has mostly been a lot of downers, especially as of late. Um, the last episode we recorded was literally a week ago. Last time, I I think the last time we spent a week apart from episodes has been since maybe the summer, since maybe summer of 2022. So we let a full week pass, and man, team's been bad. Teams just, been pretty bad. Just teams, a tad bit. Teams been pretty bit. bad. Yeah, there's there's a lot of struggles, but we'll go into all of that in just a second. But I have to do my usual check in on you. How's everything, sir? Tell the world how you feeling. Man, everything's good. I mean, uh, the commission and I were at the game last night. Uh, we got to watch the Rockets versus the T Wolves. We're gonna get into that in a bit, but we got to do that. Um, check out my post game article on ApolloHOU.com. Go ahead and check that out. Um, it's just the post-game article about last night's game. But if you're, when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it releases, it'll be two nights ago. Because tonight we'll be playing the Wizards. I can the, check. I can fact For the uh, Shangoon bobblehead. And then the night after will be Rockets Cavs, where it will be dung, The Undertaker. American badass. Yes, that's right. The Undertaker on that Thursday, which will be a lot of fun. We'll be at that game. Uh, if you guys see us, please come say what is up to the boys. We love hearing from fellow fans, uh, fans of the show, and of course, fans of the Houston Rockets. If you guys want to talk shop, we love talking shop uh, with fellow Rockets fans. So if you guys notice us, uh, there's been a couple people that have said what's up. Y'all have been just great, wonderful. Please come say what's up. Let us know. Give us your take. I love I love the live take. People have come up to me. I've had, fun fact, I had a fan of the show come to me at HEB straight up saying, yo, Kamish, I love what you're doing, man. Keep going with that Jabari propaganda. And I'm like, this guy right here. This guy right here. This guy right here is my hero. So <laughs> he said that he's a big fan of the show. And I'm like, no, I'm a big fan of you. The fact that you were able to come up to me and, and tell me that you're a big Jabari fan. We're all brothers here. So... Yeah, please come up to us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, come say what's up. But by and large, let's go ahead and shift focus on, I guess, just the past week. But let's start with the high. Let's start with the good. If last night was, you know, first of all, thank God last night was a win. Because if if this was a loss, like, I feel like I would have just been on a repetitive radio episode streak of, like, what? six episodes in a row at this point like four episodes outside of like a few that we've done like you know with chucky the those great episodes that we've done but like a lot of these episodes lately have been downers after downers after downers after downers after downers but no downers tonight because the Houston Rockets did come away with the win. And I want to do something a little different. You know, I want to be able to pitch a promo for these games because there was, you know, it was a fun game to watch. And and you know what? I had, you know, I had to do it one time. I was inspired by a couple of these different shows that we were able to watch. So I, I, I need the music. Got to hit him with the music one time. Got to hit him with the music one time so I can give him my promo. I got to give my promo one time. So... Rockets face off against the T-Wolves. No Jabari Smith, 
no KPJ, 13 game losing streak. Come in with that chip on your motherfucking shoulder. Led by Jalen Green's 42 piece chicken McNuggets, his favorite order from a McDonald's. Not 40, not 41. Give me 42 pieces and leave the extra two on the side just in case I'm hungry with a little bit of barbecue sauce on top. Alperin Shangun chips in as well, going 21, 7 and 7. He flirts with a triple double. He's not sleeping with the triple double just yet, but he definitely decided to flirt, maybe have a little makeout session with that triple double. And the good guys are officially back on the win column. Rockets win 119 to 114. Exercise your T-Wolves demons. Make them bitches do jumping jacks. The Houston Rockets come away with a with a win once again. 119 to 114. Improve that record, that godforsaken record, to go 11 and 35. GM, we decided to start the show a little differently. Yeah, I like that. Pro- I, 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 I like action. the music. Difference. I almost feel like I'm in the year 2009 watching a guy surf. The, or on the radio. Uh, or, you know. Sound like something straight up out of like the radio or something. Yeah, I mean, That's, you know uh, what? I if I was playing ESPN NFL Football 2004, that would be the music that would be playing outside of dun, 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 dun. you know, Monday Night Quarterback. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. That's a deep cut. That's a deep but, cut. Yeah. That's a deep cut on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I, li- I like so, the music, though. It was very hype, and uh, that was quite the promo, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, you know what? It, it's a promo we're wrestling fans, but, you know, the whole point of that was to just kind of set the table, not just for you, but for the fans of the show, the fans of, of the Houston Rockets. So... You know, overall glossing over everything else that I had just said, Houston Rockets, we were able to watch the game live. Incredible energy from the team and uh, incredible energy from Toyota Center, from the hometown crowd, which was able to get them over the top, which ultimately ended that 13-game skid. GM, give your overall thoughts from the game. Dude, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm very happy um, overall at the effort of the team. Um, as you can see when we were watching the game, or if you guys were watching the game as well, the Rockets were putting in some effort, man, and Jalen Green practically put the team on his back. Um, basically, he grabbed all facets of his game and formed the five Lions that formed Voltron and defended the Rockets' honor at Toyota Center. And let me tell wow. you, man... That was a setup. He, he he pulled it all he pulled it he pulled all the weapons out the bag, you know. He had the mid-range jumper going. He had three-point shot. He had the drive to the basket. The man had he was making the right decisions on the pass on the go. He even busted out the defensive Swiss Army knife. The guy got a block at the three-point line playing in the clutch. You see what happens when you <sighs> hustle? Exactly. Oh, I've always said oh, this when it came hustle. down to Jalen Green. The guy has all the tools, um, even on the defensive end. People might say that on the no, defensive end, Jalen is not so good, which it's it's possibly so. But I would not say that he is not a good defender. It's a no. matter. It's a matter of effort. He has all the tools. Which he, oh reminds me of a certain other rocket star that existed before. Yeah, who yeah. was a good defender, but yeah, but you know his his low lights were still pretty bad as well. Um, we're not going to get into no, that. No, no, not right um, now. We're, we're talking positive right now. If it comes down to Jalen Green, the man put the team on his back. 42 points last night. A new career high. Kenny, the question is, how many times we have to be in the building to see a Jalen Green career high? <laughs> like, I swear to you, we saw, yeah. whenever we're in the building, like There's the very new... first career high was against the Lakers. We were in yep. the building for the career high against the Hawks. Yep. Uh, and then... We got saw new, this new career, new career high, high again. I think Jalen knows we're here, man. I think Jalen knows when a fellow, his fellow Filipino brethren are in the building. Yeah, you know, he knew he just had to show out for the boys one time. It seems to be the case, anyways, for yep. us. I think the game, you know, if we let's, let's spotlight Jalen, obviously, was just incredible. Um, you always want from your franchise cornerstone player your number two overall pick which we've been especially hard on him and i want to talk we're talking his highs right now and i'm and i'm telling you all right now we're not riding this high we're gonna we're gonna definitely discuss his lows later on because there's still a lot of stuff i need to discuss there but in the vacuum of how jalen green can be so good and so effective when he hustles when he tries when he puts forth the effort he is what Baseball players would call a five-tool talent just because he has all the facets. He has the length, um, the athleticism, the jumper, 
um, the drive, soft touch at the rim, length on defense. Like he has every facet of the game. And fun fact, he, that is now his third career forty-plus point game. His second in three games, and the second in the last three games. And while he's had forty-point after forty-point after forty-point bangers, it seems that the twenty the twenty twenty uh, draft class or the 2021 draft class 2021 draft 2021, class yeah. the 2021 draft class uh has yet to uh conquer that peak of a 40 point stardom so jalen green what stood out to me everyone's going to talk about the buckets the buckets the buckets what jalen green doesn't surprise me at ever is the fact that he can get buckets is there games where he's going to be cold absolutely is there games where he's going to get in his own head absolutely still a sophomore season i'm not gonna um he's only 20 years old he's only he can't even buy alcohol he can't even buy alcohol legally so i'm not like on the point of like oh no oh yeah no you know he's oh i'm so low on him he's not doing well trade him now oh he had a 42 point game you know he crown him give him the keys to the city no 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 what really impressed me and especially watching it live was his ability to get the bucket on offense and to come back and play some stout defense and let's not discount the fact that Jalen Green was putting forth the effort on both ends of the court for 48 minutes or of the minutes that was allotted to him on the floor but the collective team played for 48 minutes of stout hustle defense because that's the thing this team isn't going to beat you in the talent department this team is not going to beat you in the experience department this team is not going to beat you in shooting department um you know by any means at all what the way that they can beat you is through their athleticism and through their hustle because they're young the whole point is to be able to run the other team off of the floor now granted the team is not as talented so the margin of error is like razor thin for them but when you just put forth the hustle, not just on the offensive end, but to be able to do it on the defensive end, it opens so much, so many plays. It opens so much uh, facets of the other players' games, and then it ultimately uh, gives you the best possible chance of winning. I think, in my opinion, what happens is the reason why this 13-game losing streak was taking place is that they were just shooting themselves on the foot constantly. Yeah, and. You can beat teams in the NBA if you can out hustle them, out rebound them, just out, just out play them. Like mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. Just out hustle them. You, you can do that on both ends of the floor. You give yourself a chance to win every single night. That's what made the Kevin Martin, Luis Scola, Cal Lowry, a team so special. That Courtney Lee I team, mean, yeah, you know, because like, they were not talent. They weren't the yeah, most talented. They played but for they, each other. They played for each other and they out hustled you. Because they, whatever, if you were playing, if the Stars, you know, which were the Spurs, the, the the Phoenix Suns, the LA Lakers, the Boston Celtics, whatever they were giving you, whatever 80 to 85% they were giving you, the Rockets would give you 95, 98, 99, dare I say even 100%. And that would just, that's what carried that team to become a 500 basketball team for the most yeah, part. Yeah. But turning it back to now, I just, I'm so proud of the way that this team came out. You know, they came back to Toyota Center after a week away, week and a half away, and they made it a point to be better, and they were able to turn the tide and ultimately um, make themselves a better team because of that. To, the, the game was just incredible. I had so many. What, what else What else did you see, like, outside of, like, Jalen Green? Like, who else was a was a standout, in your opinion? Or the or talk about the also the just the collective team effort. Oh, man. There were three players that I could definitely f- uh, focus on in terms of what they brought to the table for the game last night uh you know first of all we got to go with lp lp played his ass off last night um he wanted to make stud. sure that he was not going to get dunked on again i know 21, he didn't play too low yeah he did i'm not, so proud of him 21 <laughs> 7 and 7 this is against a guy like rudy gobert who is a what two to three time defensive player of the year Shit. that says a lot about um, lp like not shrinking in the moment and showing that he is willing to play um, up in terms of what he brings to the table and his effectiveness. 21-7-7 is a very, and it was a quiet one as well. I mean, there were some great possessions of him on on the offensive end, you know, where there are a few possessions where he did make some bad turnovers, but that's all a part of youth. It's all a part of the game. He had five turnovers. That that comes with the territory. He's handling the ball. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's that's <laughs> totally fine. I mean, honestly, the same can be said for when Kevin Porter Jr. has a, a shit ton of turnovers as well. It's a learning experience. The difference is that Alp is only like what 
six, seven games in of being the main hub of the offense. And yeah, we're KPG seeing it like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, like as long as Kevin Porter Jr. is out, this is this is just, you know, my uh, personal opinion and tip for you guys. If you guys are going to bet on Alperin Shangun, bet the over on his assists. Bet the over. Every game since Kevin shoot. Porter Jr. has been out. Shoot. He has uh he's beat the line every time. Um another person that I do want to focus on is Tara Eason. Eleven points, nine rebounds, three assists, but he also had three steals and two blocks. His effectiveness on the defensive end was huge. We did see quite a few botched layups from Tara Eason. Um that's right on brand with him, man. That's that's exactly it's a comedy of errors. He is Corey Brewer version two right now. Wait, which, who, who, who Corey is? Corey Brewer. I, I'm sorry, wait, who is Corey Brewer two Porto? Wait, Tari Eason. Oh in terms wow. of bo- in terms of botched layups. Wow. I didn't say Wow. That's my line. Botched layups. Wow. Exclusively. Wow. I mean I mean three steals and two blocks, nothing to sneeze at. The effort was there. And he was leading the charge in terms of that defensive end. Um just bringing that effort and understanding that he brought the effort from the beginning. He had a couple. He had a, he had like a steal or two already in the first quarter. Smoking layups, exactly. Huh? Good right, Lord. and then leadership. A man coming off the bench, Jay Sean Tate, eleven points, seven rebounds, only one assist. But I can tell you this: a lot of his passes were hockey assists, which led to the assist to the made bucket. Jay Sean Tate was playing so smart and just so well. He was reading the floor so well, and. Like when we were there at the game, I was very impressed with the way he was carrying himself on the floor and the way he was leading the charge with the team. He took yeah, he took he took it in terms of um, control and made sure to settle the team down. And I really appreciated that, you know, because he's one of the few uh, vets you can consider. Jay Sean Tate almost a, ret, a, uh, a vet. He did play oh, with a uh, he, he did Absolutely. play with a uh, he did play with a uh, James Harden for just a tad bit, you know. He had a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah, he, he, he had showed a cup of coffee it. He with showed James it. Absolutely, he did. He should. He showed it. They went to a couple coffee shops, and James said, "Okay, I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take this elsewhere." But you know, overall, the team played really well. They were embarrassed in Minnesota, and they decided, like, "Hey, you know what?" We got to play hard. We can win this game. And oh, and Minnesota's just had our... They've had our number. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Since James Harden left. And, and you know what? Kudos to the team. Kudos to Steven Silas, the coach, for corralling the guys and getting them on, you know, getting them on the right horse and getting them to truck forward and move forward. The only thing that I can say is that we need consistency here. Yeah. Um, if he can just do this in a consistent manner... And keep us in the game longer instead of getting these fourth quarter blowouts, then you know that would be considered progress. Yeah. So I mean, overall, it was it was a, it was a great game, and we needed it. It was good for the confidence too. What what stood out to me was another thing. Well, another thing that stood out to me was the fact that you know we started the first half hot, like we really did. First quarter jumped out to like a, a 9-0 lead, 10-0 lead. Um, I'm, I've gotten to the point now where I'm not really shocked at these developments anymore. We tend to come out to really hot starts, um, especially ending to the second quarter. We'll go on like this really good run to end the second quarter, which has always been the case. I think in the, like at least in the most more recent games, and then it just seems to be like once the second half starts and when it goes to the fourth quarter, it is you know the equivalent of the Roman candle that you just kind of you know it just kind of slowly dies towards the end. It's just kind of what it is. It's like the sparkler, you know, it's so bright and nice and then by the tail end it just kind of fades away. And that's kind of what that's been the Rockets MO for like the past few weeks, especially when they've lost. And you know, the crazy thing is is that we hadn't we hadn't had a win the entire new year. Right? That, that that's the yeah, insane the first, thing about it. The first win, first of, the win of the new year. It's January 24th. Yeah, the last time we had a win was good. December 26th. So, like, the day after Christmas. So, these guys, and imagine how it feels from the psyche standpoint of an, a professional basketball player, first of all. Um, these young guys who have been so used to winning for most of their lives, AU, high school, college, G League, Ignite, whatever you may have you, you go into this and you're basically, you just spent the day after Christmas, you went through, bo- you went you went on from Boxing Day all the way through New Year's to late January to January 23rd before you got your first win. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, I know. It's insane when you kind of think about it, but from the grand scheme of things and what matters here is that the fact that 
this team was just able to play for each other. And I'm telling y'all right now, like this is, it's a good team building win. It's a team good bonding win, and it's a it's a very feel good win when you get to hear it. You know, shout outs to Matt Thomas. I got to hear Matt Thomas call a Rockets win as uh you know as we were headed home, we were able to kind of get that post, which was great. And it was here, it was great, kind of getting to hear Matt Thomas talk very glowingly. Uh, about the Rockets, and because it's been such a rough season, it's been such a rough outing, uh, the Jabari Smith injury doesn't help, the KPJ injury has been a downer, um, the regression has been a downer, which ends up uh, pivoting to a, a perfect point to our next segment, GM, I I would love to talk, continue to talk about this win, and we could continue to talk about this win, but I don't also don't want the one win to be everything that we talk about, because outside of the one win, it has been the struggle bus has been so real uh, and so annoying, and as a fan, it's it's fatigue, like it's the fatigue of just man, you know, like. This team has been struggling 13 in a row. You know, I just mentioned this earlier. Like, we just can't seem to put two and two together, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the playmaking, effort on defense. It's like anytime they get one facet right, like four facets go wrong. It's like that's what it is. It's like there's too many, there's too much stuff on the floor, not enough hands to pick it up. Like that's what I feel like. That's what this team has been for the entire year. And the worst part about it is it's led to a regression. Where if we go by the numbers here, we're on pace right now to have less wins than last year, which is we're absolutely like, what, 17, 18 wins. I think we are. We were on pace before last night's win to get eighteen wins. I think at with the win last night, I think we're on pace now for nineteen, which is still the under on the twenty and sixty-two record last year, which is ultimately what I did not want. GM, we need to let's talk about the thirteen game losing streak these last few the last few games. Like what what has you know, we talked about the standouts on on the good things that happened last night, but what's just been the standouts on a negative standpoint for this team? Like what if we could pinpoint you know what I mean? Certain facets of why this team struggled. It can, blame can go all around, and it should go all around. I think everyone mm-hmm. deserves an equal parts of the pie. Mm-hmm. But what facets do you believe are the kind of the reasons as to why this team could not get a win until January twenty third? Well, I mean, you know, like first of all, um, everything kind of has to go on culture. And unfortunately, that blame has to go on Steven Silas. Whether or not people agree with the way that Raphael Stone built this team, Steven Silas was put at the helm of this job to make the team succeed, whether the people believe it or not, whether this is supposed to be a on-purpose a tank for Wemby, Scoot, whomever, um, they believe. But at the end of the day, the job falls on Steven Silas to make this work overall and what we're seeing right now was the adjustment period of um Alperen Sengun being the main hub of the offense and you could see that the mistakes were happening but last night was pretty much like the collective games meshing in a perfect manner especially with Jalen going 42 points um finally being able to make things work and also because of Silas, there hasn't been much cohesion. That falls on him, but also falls on the guys. You know, the guys have to make it happen. And you can also blame injuries. Kevin Porter Jr. is out. Jabari Smith Jr. is out. So, uh, of course, you're playing Tari Eason as a starter, who probably hasn't been playing very many big minutes um, this season, but, you know, he's kind of had to extend and expand those minutes. KJ Martin is playing a bit more, but, you know, he's been playing a lot of minutes as well. Um while implementing back in Jay Sean Tate. You know, there was a lot of moving pieces that went around uh, for Silas. And because of that, there's just a lot happening. But you feel like this is a, this game is the beginning of a possible turnaround? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, we'll have to wait until tomorrow and Thursday to see how the team responds after a victory. Um, it'll be a lot more telling um, especially Thursday of the second night of a back-to-back, whether they can bring that effort again. Against a good Cleveland team. Absolutely, absolutely. But Playoff I mean, team. also at the end of the day, like if there's another thing you can blame, defense. Communica- <laughs> co- mm, mm, mm. Communication. 
Not going to say it. Cohesion again. Not going to say it. And, you know, and a lot of that blame can fall on the two main hubs, LP and Jalen Green. And, I mean, I'm not saying that they're horrible defenders, but, you know, LP has his issues with his lateral movement, but he's applying effort on the defensive end as well. Whether or not he's getting dunked on by Anthony Edwards or he's able to come up with a block, there are just times when you're he's playing a little bit outside of his comfort zone, you know, being the main guy in the back line to take care of the rim. And that might, might not be something that he is accustomed to, but is something that he is learning. We're seeing the effort there, and I'm not going to fault him for that, for being a step slow. It's okay. Um, that's what the off season's for to work on your issues and go from there. Uh, with Jalen Green, like we stated in the beginning, it's an effort thing. We've seen him defend stars very, very well, but we've also seen him be very absent-minded when the ball is, you know, he's not um defending the player with the ball. Yeah, and also there are nights when he is struggling terribly. And he won't put in the effort on the defensive end. And, you know, that can also be on a blame. Like, the team sucks. The team isn't playing so great. You know, these guys are young. An effort is definitely going to be an issue in terms of their age and their youth. So, I mean, you can't, you can't completely pin the blame on that. But it comes full circle. The effort yeah. falls on Silas. It's up to him to corral the guys. And if they're not showing effort, pull them, you know. Maybe he's not that strong backbone. Maybe he should have been a Kenny Atkinson who was hired, you know, in terms of that, correct? But we didn't know, though. Yeah. You absolutely. know, by the time of the hiring, think about it from the our thought process, though. I, yeah, mean, I mean, Harden didn't demand. Yeah. Harden was still a rocket. Westbrook was still a rocket. Like, that's the thing. Like, we didn't know. We kind of felt like I mean, maybe we, we, were, we wanted we were Sam Cassell to be hired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we were thinking that maybe we were at the tail end of the run, maybe, but we didn't think we were going to go full rebuild at that moment. Mm-hmm. The thought process was, was okay, who's going to write the ship to get us to where we need to go to get us back to the glory days of 2017, 2018? And, but, like, I can't, that's the thing that I can't, continue to give excuse after excuse after excuse so I, I will agree with you in terms of it being silas but what gets implemented here in my opinion goes back to what i said earlier because it spins so positively with what i was mentioning in terms of what makes this team ultimately successful to garner wins like i said you're not the most talented team on the floor nine times out of ten you will not be the most talented team on the floor do i still think we have a f- freaking talented team absolutely individually i still believe we have a very talented team but you know what's telling to me is two things one we can't seem to run a goddamn fast break like that's, oh man the decision making is horrible i don't understand that like I, I guess kpj the upside of having kpj on that floor is because he does know how to coordinate a fast break but it's a very simple fast break it's like i've saw so many uh, instances I saw it happen a couple times last night. I saw it happen a, a couple times uh, throughout the last few weeks, where it's like you can run a three on one, a three on two, fast break, but someone smokes a layup, you turn the ball over, you just can't get the cl- you can't get a clean look. You don't even pass the ball. You get blocked. Like there's, it's just not run properly. And I can tell some of these guys like there's just days where they're just not playing for each other. Mm-hmm. You're playing to get yours, and which is look. I know we're not competing for a championship. I'm not stupid. We're not. Okay. Well, first of all, okay. I do want to segue quickly into this before I continue on. Because it's so funny that people are legit telling me and telling you as well that there are everyone, like when I'll post something about Silas, whether it's the record or an audio clip of, of something from our show, people have been going, Oh, you guys don't know we're you know we're tanking like that's the whole point like da 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 like we're supposed to be tanking this is supposed to happen. No, let me set you straight. First of all, you came. First of all, you're coming on to our domain. Me and my brother, who are pretty, I'm gonna toot my own horn, but toot toot. We're actually pretty knowledgeable Rockets fans and basketball fans at that. I'm a freaking Rembrandt when it comes to basketball. I love basketball. I really really do. They come, they're coming in and they're telling us, oh, this is a this is a losing streak. Like, you're meant to lose. You're meant... This is the whole point. Da-da-da. This is why we're doing this. We're all tanking. That's the whole point. Blah, 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 blah. No. You're not supposed to... 
Yes, you are not supposed to win a championship. We know this. You're not even supposed to make the playoffs. We know this. You're not even going to be above 500. We know this. What I want to see, once again, is the incremental improvement. Whether it's whether it's large, whether you can take a giant leap if you get really, really lucky. Or it can be the very tiny incremental improvements before you ultimately make the leap. New Orleans has done that in recent years. Charlotte took a, took a giant leap back um, this season. They've just been absolutely horrid. Um, but they were making steps in the right direction before this past season. You want to see the incremental improvements amongst this team. Because what's happening is you're building that culture for when... A star either comes or that next big talent, whether it's a Wimbenyama or a Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. or like I said, the star, whether it's a James Harden, a Fred Van Vliet, Miles Turner, a Miles Turner. So when they come in, okay, cool. The culture's already kind of starting. Let me solidify now. Let me solidify the culture along with uh, whoever coaches next year. So when people tell me, like, that they that we don't know basketball. I think it's bullshit, first of all. Or like, oh, you don't know we're supposed to lose. Yeah, of course we know we're supposed to lose. We cover this goddamn team every single day. We watch every single game. We know this. We're not dumb. So if people are just listening to us and on our socials, by the way, that that's a you thing. Not a I me mean, thing. I think I think I, I, think, I think that that's I think it's, it's fair. not okay. Allow them to voice it. it it's cool. No, yeah. my, it's fine. I mean, like, it, I'm just saying. I just want to put a description out there. But rounding it back to ultimately what makes this team or what should make this team successful is just hustle on defense. I think that is just the bottom line for me. You want to win games, you need to play 48 minutes of defense. There's just no simple way around it. There's no easy way around it. You can't be lazy on pick and rolls. You can't be lazy off switches. You can't stay too low on a guy that can shoot. You can't go under on screens against a uh against a and you know those those guys, those studs. You can't go under screens on guys that you know that can shoot the rock. Mm-hmm. And they were doing this way too much as of late. Whether it's teams against like Minnesota or, you know, the other teams that have you, they're struggling. And they cannot seem to either stay in front of their defender or go under screens when they're not supposed to or go over screens when they're not supposed to. And it's making Alperin Shangoon liable and susceptible to getting dunked on. You know what I mean? Or possibly getting a shot over because he's not quick enough or laterally quick enough. The whole point of why you create... The thing is is that it goes like this. If you want to start really helping Shangun out on defense, you need to concoct a scheme that can ultimately mask Shangun's de- defense. Mm-hmm. Which means the other four guys on the string have to be willing to do a little bit more. Which means Jalen probably needs to go into the lab especially this coming off season and probably work a little bit more on defensive drills. If well, I mean, LP's going to be think, if if LP's the guy, if yeah, he's going to yeah, be yeah. the 5, yeah. if he's going to play the 5 uh-huh. hole for the next like years yeah, yeah. and Jalen's the other guy. Well, I think I think that to be fair like Jalen's going to have to put on some size in terms of defense because he gets pushed around a lot more. The, like I'm not going to say that the effort is always there, but but, he, uh, but I think he has that athleticism, you should... lateral movement. Um it's a matter of just, you know, better balance, a uh, core Balance core strength, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, lifting weights. Get that get that muscle to be able to play against these bigger two guards, maybe some threes, bigger point guards, you know? Well, it's the Jordan thing. You know, Jordan says after he lost against Detroit, you know, I, w- I don't want to be the one to take the pain. I want to be the one to dish out the punishment. So there I think go. that that there would be the, the, the MO for someone like a Jalen Green as he continues to progress. I just think that, you know, you, you want to if, – if they believe Shangun's the guy, like, and he has to start, like, if they believe that that is going to be the case, if Wemby doesn't end up coming to Houston or if Miles Turner doesn't come to Houston, and Shangun is your five for, like, the next at least four to five years, you need to kind of implement your defense similar to how the Warriors implement their defense around Steph, in my opinion. Like, you need to find a way to mask that defense. Yeah, that's fair. That's You know what I mean? Fair, yeah. You need to find a way to mask that defense to ultimately make yourself successful. They don't need to do it now. But I would like to see those steps taken in that direction where they can kind of mask his defense because, man, Shangun has been – Shangun, it's not – like, I don't even blame him. Like, he's not he's not even at fault. I feel like a lot of times he doesn't know what to do. A lot of times he's in no man's land. And part of that is because Jabari's not playing. But, you know, it, that's kind of like where I stand on, on, on the crux of this is that the defense ultimately does not um, try, led by Jalen Green and Upper and Shangun, which ultimately has been leading to – losses so that's just kind of like the two cents i guess i've had on the past weeks and thank god you know thank god we got a win 
Oh, thank God we got a win. We were able to breathe. Um, GM, so move forward. Let's move forward now. You know, we talked about some positives, talked about the negatives. But now you talked, you harpened a little bit about moving forward. Mm-hmm. The Rockets are 11 and 36. We are 25 games under 500. We're so close to all star break, getting to see KJ Martin in the dunk contest. But what does this team need to do to like garner some, some semblance of consistency, which they have not had in the entire Silas era? Mm-hmm. Some semblance of some consistency. Like, what needs to happen here? What steps should they take? I can tell you the stuff. I, I've, I have my ideas, but I, I mean, want you to go first. You know, and, um, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> this might not be considered something of improvement, but Lashard Binkley tweeted out today that when the Rockets have 20 or more turnovers, they are 7-7 seven and seven in, in the regular season. So one thing that they can improve on is, A, turning the ball over less, but... In addition to that, playing with a, a quicker pace and putting up more shots. Uh, so with that being said, being able to expand on that is that going 7-7 with up to 20 turnovers is kind of a crazy stat to me. But if you can lessen that, in addition to getting more possessions, then that's more opportunities to put the ball in the bucket. And that in itself is something that I wanted to harken on because taking care of the ball, having a high amount of turnovers is not very good. But, you know, because of that, that is certainly something that you can improve on because in addition to all of that put together, those are the teams that play better, are teams that turn the ball less, turn the ball over less, and be more effective in finding their shots. Granted, they are shooting open shots uh, a decent amount of the time, but also, you know, they all play a little selfishly. They'll put up terrible shots. We'll see Garrison Matthews do these crazy three-pointers that are not very good. He's uh, actually we, been more hesitant he, on those, too. He has, like, he has a little bit he more. Hasn't been, um, he hasn't been gunslinging we, as much. We've seen uh, Jay Sean Tate hesitate a little bit, then airball threes. Poor guy. We've seen <laughs> Wide right, wide right. I know. We've seen uh, Jalen Green make some poor decisions going into the paint, and LP moving a little slow. You know, and, and I mean, there, there's certainly something to be said for everybody in terms of um, improvement, but it's just a team effort. Who can improve also? Steven Silas. Be a better coach. Be a better man, coach amongst just, men. Man, I mean, digging. I mean, it, it, it comes to the territory, just man. Dig em, it comes man. to the territory. It's up to like him holes over here. to make it to, to make it happen. You know, um, I'm not saying that he's solely responsible, but he's also got to be better as well. If you're going to expect your players to be better, then you should be better as well. Don't put it solely on them and be like, "I'm not going to hold my own self accountable as well." If you're going to hold these guys accountable, hold yourself accountable as well. That's what. Do you feel like he's not holding himself accountable? I'm just saying in terms of improvement. If his expectations rise, his own expectations should rise as well. And I think that that matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think that the team is just in that for that. That will be how the Rockets can improve in terms of consistency. I think where it starts mostly is going to be the defense. And I've said this so many times. And I've said this in so many episodes. Transition defense. Ah, transition defense. Pick and roll defense. Man defense. I'm rubbing my eyes as I'm saying this. Like, uh, it, it's it's the equivalent of shout out to Boy Meets World. It's the equivalent of falling down and what is it? Uh, what is it? Falling on the Empire State Building on your eye or something like that. Like, it's painful to watch this team play defense. It's so much miscommunication, so much lack of effort, so much about wanting to get the steal just so they can move into a fast break and get a bucket. A lot of it is, you know, me, 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 not as much about we, you know, that's the problem because to beat teams in the NBA, your individual defense can be great. You can be the best individual defender out there and you could probably carry a few games here and there by doing that. 
But ultimately, to win at a consistent level in the NBA is to have 48 minutes of solid, stout, team NBA-level defense. And the Rockets, as of right now, consistently giving up 130 points, 130-plus points. You're not going to win any games. You're not playing NBA-level defense. You could get away with it in high school. You could get away with it in AU. You can get away with it even in college. You can get away with it a little bit in the G League. But you cannot get away with it in the NBA. Stars, players that are established, coaches that have been here for years, the Greg Popoviches of the world. You know, you got these guys who know how to play at this level. They're here consistently enough, and they know how to win. That's the thing. It sucks that, like, you're coupled. It's a bunch of young dudes with a new GM, with a brand new coach. He's been around the block, but he's never had the key solely in his hands. You know, you can be an assistant coach for years, but once your hand is on the wheel yourself, you could be a great navigator. But once you're actually in the driver's seat with two hands on the wheel, you know, where you're going nine and three or or ten and two, it's a whole nother ball game. So it the struggles can be different. And I think for Silas, I mean, I've, I don't even want to harp in too much on Silas because I've, I've, I feel like I've spoken about it on nauseam. We both have. And I don't really want to speak too much on it anymore. If Ultimately, I'll just end it with this. If the Rockets want to consistently start seeing wins, it starts on defense, number one. And number two, it's culture building. So defense is on the player's part culture building on the coach's part and on the GM's part I'm not going to excuse Stone either it goes both ways so players need to do better, front office needs to do better, coaching needs to be better and it ultimately circles to what we had to say, every every uh, facet of the organization deserves a piece of the blame pie so 11-36 and man, I, I still can't believe we're at an 11-36 and record it's insane. You let yourself. You let you. You know. You really sit and think about it. I mean, you. You, you get said. Really you said depressed. the team is going to be in the play-in, Ken. Justin, I'm telling you right now, dude. I mean, hey, my dream of forty, forty-six and thirty-six, forty-six and thirty-six still lives. Uh-huh. I could, hey, dude. Don't joke. I can. We can go on a thirty-five game win streak. Breaking records. Yeah, Breaking is, records is in the, the process. Jalen Green draw. Jalen Green just goes just absolute beast mode. Averages forty points a game. Just outscores everybody. That'd be the dream. That would be the dream. <laughs> I okay. mean, that'd be nice. Uh, unguardable tour at the age of twenty. You know, he'd instantly be like one of the greatest players of like our generation right now. If he was able to do that and carry a team to a 35 game win streak, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, they're probably going to take an L most likely tomorrow. But, GM, there's a few games happening this week. We got a game against the Wizards. We got a game against Cleveland. My voice cracked <laughs> against Cleveland. <laughs> Here we go. His voice got high. Here we go. Um, predict record. 500, 1-1, one 2-0, and 0-2. One, oh, oh You're talking about, you want to include the other game as well? Which one? Cleveland? No, the Monday game for the rest of this week. What the record will be. The home games. I'm oh, we, say, we have uh, a following game the following Yeah, Monday, I'm going to say 2-1. Right? We won oh, already. We're going to lose tomorrow. We're going to win when we're in attendance because the Rockets always seem to find a way to win when we're there. We're 3-2 and two in Toyota Center this year. What the hell, man? I, I really don't understand. They just... I don't know, man. They just seem to know when we're here, man. They just seem to know. I I can't. I can't. I can't fight it. <laughs> I can't fight. It. I don't we, know. We don't do anything. We're just there. We're just yeah, there. We're you just know, there they, they decide the, that the vibes and they, they, they like us. They say I, the Summit weird. boys are here to watch us. Let's give them a show. And you know what? I'm all for it, man. I'm, I don't even understand it. It's 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 something that's beyond me. I don't know if it's like basketball gods, whatever you believe in. I don't know what it is, but. It seems like when every time we're in there, it's just good things happen. It's it's been an incredible ride uh, to go these past few games, and uh, yeah. So yeah, my record. Ooh, 
I, yeah, I say we. I'm gonna agree with you. We're gonna be simpatico here. I'll take the L against the Wizards, and and I yeah, we'll take the dub uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We always seem to come up against playoff teams whatsoever. And yo, Undertaker's in town. Got to show out for the dead man one time. Absolutely, man. Get the dead man a W. We got, uh, you know, an Undertaker bobblehead being released tomorrow. uh, Not tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow is the LP. I'm so happy. Uh, It actually has a voice thing in there. And and to actually get the bobblehead, it's not a matter of you being one of the first of like X amount of people to show up. I think it's only a thousand. Well, no, I don't know. Apparently, from what I read, it's just a ticket package. You get a ticket package, you get the bobblehead. Oh, it's not really? a first. Yeah, I didn't. I just looked on the website today, and there's no like first X amount of fans get it. Like not one thousand, two thousand, or three thousand. Mm-hmm. Undertaker is going to be first three thousand. Bottom line, the LP bobblehead night is supposed to only be like if you get the ticket package, which is like a ticket, two drinks, and an operating shingo bobblehead, which is a great deal. I had no idea. Twenty nine bucks. You get yourself. Get yourself an LP bobblehead, including two uh, beers, sodas, or waters, mm-hmm. and uh, and you get a ticket to go see the good guys play. So, GM, let's go ahead and go home here. Um, you know, just kind of getting everybody caught up. What's going on with the Rockets? Um, we do apologize once again for not uh, pumping out an episode sooner. Uh, there's just been things beyond our control. Uh, unfortunately, we we do life, live, happens, you know, life man. happens life happens and we do but ultimately we do apologize for that we always pride ourselves in putting out content as quick as possible for the listeners our loyal loyal followers and listeners and we really you know appreciate y'all and thank y'all for just continuing to uh listen to us and yeah we can't we can't wait we're excited for it it's gonna be a fun week it's gonna be a fun week we got undertaker and we got the royal rumble this weekend we're going to san antonio which means we're definitely not going to be uh, <laughs> we're definitely not going to be recording any episodes on the weekend. So we oh, are, that's that's definitely not happening. No, not definitely happening. not happening. GM, anything uh, to say here before we go home? Oh man, um, just let's go Rockets. You know, um, let's see how it goes. Happy for Al P to get his bobblehead, and happy for the Undertaker. Gets to do it in his hometown, Houston, Texas. H town, man. Hey, people First tend to forget ever that. WWE night. And um, let me tell you, man, as a Houston Rockets fan, I am just out completely. Um, I'm just so happy. You're um, not going to promo it? What? That's sad. I thought you were. Game? Yeah, I just thought you were talking about like as a fan. And I thought you were going to be like, as a fan, you know, since I was a child, since I was eight years old <laughs> with a deer in my eye. <laughs> God. Yeah, I just I assumed. Yeah, that, I assumed that, you were gonna do something. No, but you didn't no, do anything? no, no, that's not my thing. You said my belly just a little big, my 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 fanny just a little big, but baby, I'm bad, and they know I'm bad, baby. You're not gonna you even give go. me with that. Uh, let's just go home here. Go ahead and uh, give him the pitch one time. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna promo. So no, it it, it, it looks yeah, like you're not a promo. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't oh. prepared today. Sometimes um, you don't need to be prepared, man. Sometimes no, the best I, promos I, I, are I just... Uh, I don't need to, you know. Um, you should do growlings. You ever heard of the growlings? What's growlings? Uh, it's, <laughs> growlings is... Uh, look at all, I'm talking like an L.A. guy. Uh, so growlings is like a big... It's like a famous improv theater in, uh, in L.A. And the only reason why I know growlings... Ask me why. The only reason why I know growlings... Why do you know growlings, <laughs> Kenny? I know growlings because of Chris Jericho. <laughs> Oh, he's letting off on the groundlings. He's like, I'm an honorary groundling. And that's cool thing is that you go there and then like you improv and you improv in front of like like ninety. It's like it's a capacity of like a theater of like ninety nine people. So oh, is that the way Chris Jericho was talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So he's I like, if you fail, you fail in front of ninety nine people, and if you succeed, you succeed in front of ninety nine people. It's just ninety nine people. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think you <laughs> the groundlings that's give it a so look. So interesting. You should give it a look. Yeah, should I mean, all give it a I, I, I'm, I'm, definitely our, be, I'm definitely gonna be down for that. I mean, hey man, you know, why not? If, it, uh, if anything fails, come groundling actors. Absolutely, there you go. See, well, give them the go home here. Anyways, giving us the go home. Key. There you go. Follow me on Twitter at jp underscore mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at summit s o m p o d. Follow the podcast on Instagram where you can see Kenny's banger after banger after, after banger. banger reels at summit state of mind underscore POD. Follow our fam, follow our people at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. And let me give a special shout out uh, the one time here for uh, good friends of the podcast, 
shots and thoughts. You know, they always shout us out on their podcast. Um, I just want to give them a special shout out. You know what I mean? Um, make sure to listen to them if you guys like the addition of game shows, education, and alcohol, and in between all of that with banter. Give them a listen. Shout out to our boy Sean, Ryan, and our close family friend Chris. Um, you know, make sure to follow them. Uh, give them a listen. They're very good listen. They're very fun and great people. Oh wow! I I, I felt touched. That was like a Hallmark card in I was. words from me. It was. It was like Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds. You can say I that. I felt yeah. that right here and right here. There you go. I pointed to my heart. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so you can give me a follow as well on uh, social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter, just Twitter, at Summit Commission. And also a big shout-out to our uh, fellow Apollo Podcast Network shows that continue to grind it out, uh, just continue to do big things. Let me do this in reverse order. So shout-outs to One Take Podcast. You know, they're going to be coming up because it's Oscar season. Oscar's in my bathroom, but I'm not an actor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Like, that's, that's weird. But uh, yeah, so it's Oscar season all around. Uh, shout out to Mr. Kakashka one time. Uh, you know, be sure to listen to the One Take podcast, though. That's Dex. They're just continuing to just kill it with the content, TV shows, movies, uh, anything pop culture related. Give them your very first listen. They continue to kill it. Uh, shout outs to the Texans podcast, uh, Off the Gridiron. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> number two into, pick baby number two pick and they're gonna give keep you covered with the best texans content all around guaranteed and of course shouts to the crown jewel of houston astros podcast give a listen to bte beyond bt i always BTE, say this BTE. btd beyond the diamond uh you know des and i was gonna say noah Des and Brian just continue to kill it. I'm just throwing right now. My whole, my whole, my whole outro. My man just, is confused. My whole outro has been throwing a shit because I went in reverse order. I went in reverse <laughs> order. I'm not used to this. So, yeah, Brian Lalima and Des they continue to kill it uh, with their content. Yeah, just our, our Paul Podcast Network. You know the follows are great, uh, but we just appreciate the love and we really feel like we are really intertwined with the fabric of the city. And uh, we just continue to thank y'all for your endless and continued support, not just for our show, but all things Apollo, uh, all things within the network. We do appreciate that and continue to buy the shirts, check out the content. Uh, Everyone in this uh, content team is just freaking killing it right now. So on the sign off and the go home here, as they give us the go home cue, go Summit, go Apollo, and of course, as we end every episode, go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 five.